Family from the Heart Podcast, episode number 252. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I turned you down for some reason. I know. You don't want to hear what I have to say. Oh, probably not. <laughs> anyway, my friends, we are here to give you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family who has given up on the ordinary to live the lives for which they were created. And the song I forgot, once again, is much longer than I intended. But anyway, uh, that is right, my friends. And uh, it seems to be that God one intended me to back into the mailbox and put the first little I dent just... into Stephanie's brand new vehicle. He did. He 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 dent he dented my car today, and then blamed it on me. I didn't. And, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and then blamed it on me. I didn't. Okay, maybe I did. Because I wasn't even. I mean, it's a car. I mean, did I wait like? Three years for it, yes. Am I overjoyed to have it? Yes. Um, is it like running? No, it, it, it it's a car. It, it's a car. Yeah. And while, yes, she has a name. Um, we call her Miss Piggy. Um, long story. A um, couple of years ago, McKenna, I said Honda Pilot. She thought I said Honda Piglet. And so that's what we called it for a long time. And then when I decided that it needed a name. Yeah. Um, since she's also a gas hog, Miss Piggy just seemed to fit. <laughs> she is a gas hog. And um, so anyway, yes, I love my car, but it's just a car. It is just a car. It's And so when I said, Cliff, you dented my car, <laughs> I really was just going for dramatic effect. Right? Yeah. And you said, but you were talking to me. <laughs> We were backing into the driveway, having a conversation. Not we. You were backing into the okay, driveway. I was, I was backing into the driveway, and we were having a conversation. And while we were having that conversation, I w- started to back up without looking. And the next thing I know, I was right. Crunch. Crunching the mailbox down. So, yeah. Thankfully, um, we have a, a, a rubber made <laughs> a rubber made mailbox yes. so it didn't do too much damage but uh uh it, it definitely the scuff all came off but uh there's there's a small little dent if, if you if you look real close you see it right um if you don't look real close you don't see it right but uh it it it, it will forever <laughs> bother me now <laughs> just go have it pushed out yeah it, so. it probably could be cleaned up pretty easy uh by somebody but right yeah it has character <laughs> Now she has character. She has character. Yes, she does. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, um, the van has not made it to the graveyard yet, Carol, but I have to tell you, if that van is not out of my driveway by the time Cliff goes to Orlando, (laughs) I'm taking care of it myself. That's funny. No, that's honest. (laughs) I'm looking, and I do see what folks are talking about. There's a little bit of a grainy uh, video. Yeah? and um, Couldn't be all this light shining on my head? No, it's not. It's actually the bandwidth for uh, our other connection. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pause for just a second and uh, switch us over to a different internet provider. All right. And we're back. All right. So um, we're (laughs) sorry about that, folks. We're broadcasting live as we record this episode. And it was looking pretty pretty bad. And it was definitely our bandwidth on our DSL modem so i switched switched just over to to the the cable internet right which is why we have two actually no it was actually the cable internet that was bad and switched switched it over to to um no the uh we got rid of dsl it's actually uh fiber right so we're on the fiber internet. okay but here's the deal we're back we have a ton of topics we do none of which have like any time for like detours and tangents. So you know what that means? What? We're not going to complete the list. <laughs> this is correct. You are not <laughs> going to hear everything that we have on this list today. 
Right. And um, although wouldn't it be funny if we could actually get everything in? It would. So um, and we, we could like if we didn't let you talk the whole time. OK, because I think that I could probably cover that list and it'd be like a 15 minute show. All right. But um, I'm joking. I can be long winded also. Mm. Um, what is funny is that coming in, we already have a full list of, of things to talk about. And it doesn't even like cover things that have happened this week. So next week, you'll hear about what happened this week, and maybe somewhere along the way, we'll actually get caught up. All right. So we've already covered the first dent in the new car, which, by the way, I just added (laughs) both literally and also to the list. And to the topic. All right. So today's McKenna's birthday. It is. So that's happening this week, and you're getting to hear about it this week. In fact, today is her birthday. She is now eight years old. I really can't believe that. Mm, I can. I I can't. I just... um, I guess sometimes I can, but I mean, clearly I remember the passing of the last eight years, but I don't know. Something about it just feels like she should still be little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what the reason why I can believe it is just the conversations I have with that little girl. Oh, well, that makes me wonder if she's really eight. I know. She's I'm, like, sometimes she talks like she's a 12 year old. She does. You can sit down and have like some pretty intense conversations with her. Yes. And um, so... So in that sense, I mean, it's like the same thing with Megan, you know, sometimes I forget Megan is, is 13 because talking with her, you assume that she's much older, Mm -hmm. but, um, and so it's, it's the same way with McKenna, but she is, she is a spitfire of a personality. Um, she loves life. She loves to talk to people. Mm-hmm. She loves to make up stories. And I... Like, not like lying makeup no, no, stories, right. but, but she likes like, to tell stories. To tell stories. She likes to create stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just love that kid. And she, and she she thinks at a philosophical level. She really does. And it, it's pretty intense sometimes, the conversations we can have, and it's pretty cool. But yes, she is she is eight years old, and we are celebrating her birthday today, and um, she's very excited. We went to school and took some <laughs> cupcakes there uh, for her classmates, and Daddy got to kind of sneak one as well, yeah. which was cool. And uh, so that was that was yeah. So we we yeah. Today's her birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, birthday, McKenna! Happy birthday, baby! We love you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I just added two things to the list that were not there before. Oh, no. To, to further complicate things. I just want to say that, um, you know, this will be the first time many people will hear about this. But uh, our thoughtful prayers go out to the family of a dear GSPN community member who has recently passed away. Right. Um, I just learned about it this morning from Stephanie via a Twitter post. Uh, but uh, Stephanie found out this morning by reading... On Facebook of all places. Here's the th- I know because I um it's no secret I'm not a fan of Facebook. That is not a secret. It's definitely not a secret. I only keep my Facebook open for two reasons. So my mom and your mom know what's going on in our lives. Or yes. for two people. And when you reason. say keep it open, you just mean ha- that keep you it have, active. You have an active account, not right. that you keep Facebook right. open on your computer. True. I keep it active um so that so that my mom and, and your mom can follow what's going on. You know, they'll get to see pictures of the kids and stuff. I never post to Facebook only. Um, I use Twitter, which also, um, whenever I tweet it, it sends to Facebook. Facebook. So this morning I had sent a message. I have no idea what I'm going to pack my kids for lunch today. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Really. I didn't. And, um, someone commented on on that on Facebook. So I went in specifically to answer that person. And um, and then I was scrolling through um, the messages in my in the timeline, and I had I had seen that. And yeah, um, Father Roderick had posted something you said, and well, I saw it. Someone oh, had posted un- under from Richards. Under Richards, and so it's it's very sad. Um, Richard was a great friend of um, GSPN, and um, he, an for, incredible encourager. Exactly. I mean, he had a true gift for encouraging. And, um, and while he was not part of my everyday life, Richard touched my life Mm -hmm. and I was blessed for it. Absolutely. And I, 
I will miss his accent greatly. Yeah. And and he was there. There were periods or I actually I would say seasons of time over the last eight years that he was a part of my daily life. Right. That we would interact with each other via email on a daily basis. He would oftentimes send me some great devotional thoughts that he had read and uh, he would listen to episodes of Pursuing a Balanced Life and write me personal feedback. And uh, we've had Skype one-on-one conversations Mm -hmm. in the past and uh, I've interviewed him for a podcast for, I think it was a community voice, I think at one point. I believe he's on an episode of that. But anyway, um, he will be very much missed, and, um, and and not only that, but he was he was a he was one of the early and very uh, gracious um, financial contributors yes. to the work of GSPN, and uh, a much much of you know much of that led us to the ability to do what we do today. So, absolutely, very much will be missed. So our, our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to his family, of which he talked about nonstop. So right. Uh, and he was a good Christian brother in Christ, and so I know that he is in a great place. Absolutely, and we celebrate his life. Um, our thoughts also go out, and this is the other topic I wrote in there: is to the tragedy that's happened in Boston, Boston. this uh, past week at the uh, Boston Marathon. And you know, one of the things that's unique about this situation is that. It actually is meant to create fear, anxiety, and terror in not just the people who are involved in this, but everybody who learns of it. And I, I know that news media organizations, you know, they, they seem they feed to on that. They feed on this. And one of the things that they do is they, they, they attempt to make people want to continually watch and be fearful. And, and it's like, if you don't watch us, you might miss something and right. you don't know what will happen if you miss us. And, and and it just, it goes on and on and you can go down a hole and you can actually watch so much of this f- footage and you see the videos and, and stuff like that. And I, I saw some of the videos that were taken from people there and it was very graphic, very violent. And, and it's just very sad to see what happened. And, um, you know, you can get very distraught about how evil those actions are and how this world is just, I mean, with the shootings in Connecticut and, and the Colorado shootings, all the other things that go on. Um, and it was actually Michael Hyatt's wife, Gail, who posted a Twitter post, which was a, um, let me see if I can pull it up here, twitter.com slash Gail Hyatt. Uh, she quoted Mr. Rogers. I saw did this. Did you see this? I saw this. And, I uh, did. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, so she's been posting. Okay, so it shouldn't be too hard for me to find. Uh, just right. Okay, so um, this is this is from April 15th. She says, I would see scary things in the news. My mother would say, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And that's something that Mr. Rogers had said. And... What's when you think about that, go and look at that footage again, right? Because people are running towards injured, not away from the the scene itself. I mean, they're running towards people who need help. Yep. that's one thing that um that I that I truly, truly love about um about our country. We have seen it happen with every um or attack or tragedy that has happened um it binds us together that there is a unity that can't be broken here. Um, no matter what our, our um, walk of life or political views or whatever, um, we band together. And I really love that. Yeah. I really love that about being an American. Um, it, it's something that is, is truly cool. And I, I don't watch the news um, for very, um, strong reasons (laughs) and um and so the first time i had seen any now i knew of um of what happened in boston um through twitter but i hadn't seen anything or watched anything or or, um viewed a picture or any until i was at um i was at kroger yesterday and the news was on the tv um just outside of Starbucks, which happens to be where I was visiting. And um, 
and it was the first it was the first footage that I had seen from it and and it was it it was um graphic and and horrible and and my heart just hurts for for Boston and and for those directly affected and but I agree with you in the watch it and look at the helpers because they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And and here and here's the the thing. When you think about 9/11, you always heard about the police and the firefighters, which obviously the absolutely. But if you if you look at the if you go into it with the filter of look for the helpers, look look for the goodness of man, look for the kindness of people, look for what is good in this world. In those videos, because you'll and you'll see it. it wasn't just the police officers. Yes, the police officers were officers were there. Yes, they did rush towards, but so did runners. Mm-hmm. So did bystanders. I mean, every, I mean, people were people were there helping, right? And and I, I just really love that, and I, I'm very appreciative to Gail Hyatt for pulling that out. Um, uh, that that Mr. Rogers you will find quote. what you were looking for. If you're looking for evil, that's what you're going to find. Yeah. If you're looking for the good in people, you'll be able to find that also. Yeah. And and there there's definitely real evil in this world. There there's is. No absolutely. It's everywhere. But but don't let that overshadow the good that's in this world. And and so Because anyway. if you if you do, then the evil has won. Right. And the terrorists have won. And the terrorists have won. And that is not what um I intend to right. let them do. Yeah, and our, of course, I think I'm going to take them on myself. And our, I thought we, but. you know, we do have many friends in Boston, and obviously they are are so much closer to this right. than we are. And so our thoughts and prayers go out with them. Stephen Cross, his, I think he said his cousin or his sister in law or something like that okay. was at just across, was, okay, just across the street from where the bomb went off. Wow. And uh, waiting for her son, I believe, to finish the finish race this. and. Uh, they were obviously shaken up, but not hurt. So, okay. but anyway, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. And of course, today we learned about a tragic event that happened in West Texas, and mm-hmm. so a lot, lots of things going on out there. Um, that to you know that peop, these people need our thoughts, they need our prayers. At the same time, um, there's so much good in this world, and and that's I, I like to focus on the good. I, I certainly acknowledge the bad. I ex- acknowledge the those things, but. Um, you know, and I wanted to take a moment to say the, to right. the folks that that you guys are in our thoughts and our prayers. Uh, Richard Emblem's family, the folks in Boston, and and everybody affected in Texas as well. Uh, but at, at the other side of things, we want to talk about the positive. Uh, first and foremost, look outside. Sunshiny. Hello. Those are blue skies. That I don't know what that big yellow thing up in the sky is. I think it's called the sun. Is that what that thing is? <laughs> wow, it's awesome. No, it it has spring has sprung right here in northern Kentucky, uh, and and I think it actually sprung here. It's a little warmer here than it was in our sunny San Diego area. I know. Um, yesterday it was. Yesterday it was warmer here than it than it was there, and um, and that's that's okay. That's it was, okay, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk about let's let's talk about our our trip to San Diego. All right. Well, first. you wanted to start with the conference. Yep. So the first thing I'll say is we obviously went to San Diego, California. The family was on spring break all last week, and I was scheduled. Was it last week? Yeah. Okay. I was, was just making sure. <laughs> it feels like a month ago. I know. Uh, but it, it, all last week, our family was on vaca- on spring break, and I was scheduled to go to San Diego to speak at a two-day conference, Social Media Marketing World, put on by uh, Michael Stelzner and the folks over at socialmediaexaminer.com. Uh, and I was invited to be a speaker there, which was awesome. Uh, it meant a ton for me professionally. Uh, because I was actually in front of an basically there was an audience of more than 1,100 people there, and it were the folks that were there in attendance were like all of the marketing strategists, all the marketing people for companies like Intel and Walmart and uh, big corporations. And nine out of the 10 people that were at this conference had never heard of Cliff Ravenscraft before. So that was a whole new audience right. uh, that that got to hear about me and the things that I do and Michael Stelzner in his keynote speech basically said 
that hands down the single biggest thing that marketers are interested in and the biggest thing in social media for 2013, nothing touches it, podcasting. And he actually says, and we're even lucky to have the king of podcasting, Cliff Ravenscraft here at this conference and many other podcasters as well. So I was very excited about the exposure that I got there for the business and and that was awesome. So let me just share with you um, real quickly the conference, what I did. The the night we got in, which was Sunday evening, I believe, Steph? Yep. Um, they had an opening night networking party at the Natural History Museum. So the Natural History Museum of San Diego, awesome place, uh, several stories, several levels. And just imagine having a big, huge networking party there, you know, among the dinosaurs and everything else. It was awesome. Very classy event. They had a jazz band there. It was just absolutely awesome. Um, So great networking that night. Um, you got what did you do with the family that night? Um, I'm pretty sure we did nothing. Yeah, because we we had flown all day to get right. there. We flew all day. Um, we were tired. Obviously, it was three hours later. Our bodies to our bodies. You know, um, at six in the evening, it was nine to us, and we were tired. So right. we just laid down and watched TV. So so I really didn't miss much with the family at mm-hmm. all, which was cool. Now the now hold on, the kids wanted to go swimming. Yes. But let me tell you, it was too cold for mom to sit by the pool. Yeah, this was not the San Diego weather we were promised. They No, I knew that this was the weather it was going to be. Okay. But um, they they would have put on their suits. They would have went swimming. Right. It was too cold for me to sit there. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried to eat outside and I was like shivering. I had to have the, um, I had to have the waiter turn on my heat lamp by my table yeah so that um i could stand to sit there and eat so you didn't miss anything with us yeah sunday night which which was cool because this is this is one of this is where it's going to tie into the family and, and we'll get mostly into the family stuff in this one but uh the so the first official day of the conference was on monday uh and then there the second and final day of the conference was tuesday now on monday my speaking but I actually had two speaking gigs, one in the morning and one in the afternoon on Tuesday. But on Monday, this is what I did. I actually looked at the schedule. They had uh, the keynote speech in the morning. Then they had one full hour of networking afterwards. And then late that evening, they had a networking cruise that went out on the harbor, a harbor tour. And so um, I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to the keynote and I'm going to go to the networking. But as soon as the session starts... I'm out. I will leave and I will spend the day with the family. And so we went to the San Diego Zoo, which we'll talk about in just a minute. But the cool thing is, is at this conference, I show up, I'm at the networking party the night before, mingling with all these new people. I'm at the keynote and I'm networking for an hour with people. And then Later that evening, after the first full day of the conference, everybody comes together for this networking networking cruise. I'm mingling with all these people. Right. The only people who knew that I wasn't there all day were the five people that I told I wasn't there all day. Right. That's it. Uh, that nobody had any clue that I wasn't there all day long. As far as they know, Cliff was just as active and involved both days of the conference. Right. But, Instead, I was actually spending all day at the San Diego Zoo with my family. So Monday morning, you head down to, um, there is a terrible buzz in my headphones. Um, Monday morning, you head down to the conference and um, the kids and I, we get up and get ready and which was no problem because I'd been awake since 3 a.m. because it was 6 a.m. my time and um, they were, it was funny cause they were awake at 6am because it was to their, you know, bodies, it was 9am. So we had good days. Like we had really good days. It's not like when we take them to Florida and they try to sleep till 10 o'clock. Um, but so we have breakfast and they decide it's too cold outside for them to go to the zoo that they want. Um, especially Matthew wanted a sweatshirt and, um, and I was feeling like I was probably going to be needing a sweater as well. I had bought I had brought one, but it was the wrong color to go with what I was wearing oh, no. that day. So, <laughs> um, 
but Matthew comes back and he's like, mom, can I get this sweatshirt out of the gift shop? And um, I'm like, how much is it? I don't know. Cause you know, he's a boy. He just wanted a sweatshirt, but um, it was $55. So I'm like, okay, no, not going, not going to do that. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's see if we can, let's see if we can find a store close by that, that we can go to. So um, thank you to uh, a quick search. We found um, Target. We got in the rental car and um, my kids are very impressed with my California driving. <laughs> um, they said that, which I said on Authentic Life Radio yesterday also, um, but they said that I drive in California better than you do. But I wonder if that means that you drive better here than I do. <laughs> so, I don't know. But um, but we found our Target. We got our, our sweaters and stuff and... Um, met you went to the zoo had a fantastic but that was a fun that was just a fun adventure that that we set out on we you know um i can read gps and which was what um when we were coming out of the hotel parking lot um we had to give our ticket to the attendant and he wrote our room number and our our last name down and he says thank you um mrs ravenscraft do you need any directions and I said, no, I have GPS. He's like, well, that's good because it's probably better than me. <laughs> so um, we followed our GPS. It was it was very easy to um, to find the the target, and we just we just drove on. But that was a fun adventure for us to kind of just try to I don't know for the kids to see that mom can find things too. Yeah, in in a completely different place, right? Which was awesome. So basically, you come, you came, you went to Target, and when you got back. I had just finished the networking mm-hmm. session uh, after the keynote and uh, hopped in the car. You guys you picked me up right at the front door yep. and we went over to the San Diego Zoo. And it was a little chilly, uh, overcast, uh, especially at the start of the mor- that morning. It was mm-hmm. really, really chilly. Uh, and that kind of affected, you know, things a bit. Uh, it, it, the, mo- the day had a slow start to it. Oh, uh, not to mention the fact that someone who shall remain nameless, but might be the only 40-year-old in our family, um, failed to eat breakfast, and so then was a little bit grouchy and hungry as we were starting the day. I would not say grouchy, but hungry and not necessarily talkative, yes. And not that interested in stopping, except until we get something to eat, yes. But I wouldn't say grouchy. I'm sure you wouldn't. (laughs) Sure you would. So the rest of us would. The thing is, is, is I was ready to eat. Like as soon as they picked me up, I'm like, I am so hungry. And it, really, my sugar levels started to get really well, that's, low. That's fine. And and had you said that when you got in the car, we could have stopped and got something to eat along the way. Yeah. But I didn't. Want all to you do kept. That. Say, well, but all you kept saying was, "I'm hungry. I'm hungry." Well, that's great. We were hungry too. But what I didn't know and what you failed to communicate was, I'm a dummy. I didn't eat breakfast. My blood sugar is dropping. And I, but I, all I so said. So lead with that next time. All right. I'll lead with that next time. But, for, <laughs> okay. but what I said is, it's not a big deal. We'll eat when we get to the zoo. Right. Clearly, by the first 30 minutes of the zoo, we knew it was a big deal. <laughs> well, the thing is, is we, <laughs> we look on the map and we say, it's like, okay, here's a place that says grill. And it's like, okay, so that we have said that that's where we're going to go. Well, that's in the back of the park. Well, on the way to this place, we Oh, passed... heaven forbid we want to stop and look at the creatures along the way. That well, is why wait, we're there. It's it, the zoo. It's not so much stopping for the creatures, except for the fact that we stopped at, like, we passed, like, seven other... Well, okay, that's an exaggeration. We passed two other places. I was going to say, there wasn't seven. There were two other places that had burgers and fries, fish and chips, But all that's kinds not of... what we were looking for. I mean, I understand you would have eaten any of that. I would have eaten any of that. I'm yeah, like, but you could have been more, you know. I know. I should have said something. I was like, listen, I really need to eat. And yeah. fish and, and we chips would have said, would okay, totally- you, go eat there. you go eat there. You can eat it while we walk to this place because that's what that's what everyone else said. We wanted um, some more healthy choices, right. which we found at that, yes. at that back place. Exactly. So we ate after that little bit of an ordeal and the rest of the day was really good. It was, there were parts where it was a little shady and windy and it was, it was chilly, but for the most part, it was a very pleasant and Mm -hmm. enjoyable day. It was. And it wasn't too cold and it finally warmed up a little bit. And especially after you got walking and stuff, by the way, the San Diego zoo is 
gorgeous. It really it's is. It's beautiful. It is a wonderful day, a, a place to spend an entire day. It's a great place to get 17,500 steps. Right. Um, I love that they have one of those sky, what do they call that? The, the sky lift? The sky lift. Mm-hmm. I love that they have a sky lift that'll take you from the front of the park to the back of the park. Um, I miss that, uh, miss the days when Kings Island had those. So um, I enjoyed riding that. But uh, it, you know what? I bet you, even though we just we were there just last week, I could easily go back there and, and see something completely different. And see something completely different that I didn't even see this t- this last time. We spent how many hours there? Um, we were probably there for four and a half, five hours. At least. I'd well, say, I don't, I was you got out a little six. early, so maybe six. I, yeah. You got out earlier than we had intended to. I think we were there for about six hours. And we walked that place like mm-hmm. crazy. And I know we didn't see it all. Right. And there were so many different paths that we could have taken. I really wanted to take the, what was it, the willow path or something? I don't know, the scenic route. But yes. there were no creatures on the scenic route. And so the kid it, said... Well, um, Maybe maybe not creatures, but there would have been just the this whole forest okay, kind but of. That's feel. not what they were there for. I know, I understand. Anyway, looking, I I'm looking forward to going back to the San Diego Zoo, right? And and maybe on a little bit more of a warmer day, but uh, but definitely, uh, if you go to San Diego, going to the San Diego Zoo is an absolute must. And, it's a beautiful experience. And I can tell you, really when, when I go back, I'm going to go to the San Diego we'll again. Zoo again. It, it, it is worth every dime to go through right. the San Diego Zoo. It's, right. it's that much fun. And, and by the way, I'm not a big animal guy. Right. I just like it because it, it's clean and and it's a it's a great environment to walk in and, and get mm-hmm. physical activity right. and, and the fact that my family enjoys it so much. Right. McKenna is into creatures. Um, loves creatures of every kind. And um, so to see her see the creatures was um, was really an amazing thing. And I will never forget her reaction when we finally made it to see the giraffe or when um, when she finally spotted the baby panda way up in the tree, um, you know, because she had looked so hard and we're, we're pointing and we're trying to show her where where she was, but she just couldn't see it because she's at the top of the tree. And really you're just looking for a black and white puff ball. I mean, you can't even tell that, that it's a bear up there. And, um, and so when she finally spotted the baby panda in the tree and, um, just the way she waited all day to see those drabs, you know? And so that's what I loved about. I yep. really loved just watching our kids experience it. And Megan really loved how much, um, the zoo was based on the history of Southern California and the creatures that lived there before that are extinct now. And, um, and so Megan really enjoyed that aspect of it. And um, we got to see, um, was it the Jaguars? Yeah. That got fed. And so they were locked away and the, and the zookeeper came out and she put the raw meat all over in different spots, all over the, um, the outside um, area. And then obviously, so one person asks her, are they out? And she's like, uh, if they were out, I'd be dead. <laughs> but um, so then when she was finished, they let them out. And we got to watch the cats like dive for their food. That was that was really kind of cool. That was awesome. That was cool. And um, so it was just, it was a really nice place. It was a really nice place to be. Yeah. It was a good thing for us to do. Yeah. It'd be worth a trip to San Diego just to go to the San Diego Zoo. It was an awesome. That, that that was probably out of everything in Southern Cal in San Diego. Um, that really was the highlight of the trip for me. I I really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. and and I look forward to going back to the San Diego Zoo. That will that will be a must. Yep. All right. So that was the San Diego Zoo that night. Uh, what did you you and the kids do that evening? That night, the kids and I, um, I think we just hung out in the hotel. We were so tired. Yeah, it was exhausting. um, Because we had literally walked all day long. And they, um, so they just wanted to to lay back and and go to sleep. And I had found this flyer laying on the floor. McKenna thought it would be really cool when we checked in to grab every flyer at the concierge counter. And so that's what she did. And, um, 
as we were as we were settling down Monday night, this one caught my eye and I picked it up. And so I started looking at it and I was like, oh, this is something we could do tomorrow because I knew that we had the entire day, um, just the four of us, that you would be at the conference all day on Tuesday. Tuesday. So um, I pulled out your MacBook, which you had left behind because you were on the cruise and um, and started doing some research about how much it would cost to take a trolley tour of San Diego. And it worked into our budget, which was fantastic. And um, and that's what the kids and I did Tuesday morning. And we had the best time. That's awesome. The best time. It, um, it really is very um, informative of the history of San Diego. Um, it stops at some pretty cool places. Um, you get to go across the Coronado Bridge um, to Coronado. Um, I'm still upset that I didn't get to go over that. I know. Um, next time. Tell, tell people what the Coronado Bridge is. The Coronado Bridge is this like phenomenal structure. And um, obviously it's a bridge that leads from San Diego to um, Coronado over top of the San Diego Bay. And um, it is... 26? 25 or 26 uh, stories high. Um, now, Coronado is 1.1... 1, 1. 1, 1.5 something miles away from San Diego. But this bridge has a curve in it to, and um, the bridge is actually two and a half miles long um, because of the curve, because they had to build it that way. So um, Coronado is a heavy um, naval. Um, naval base. Base. Thank you. I couldn't think of that word. And, um, and so they had to build the bridge this way that if, um, if they were ever under attack, then the, the aircraft carriers could get out into the ocean um, without having to, you know, wait for a bridge to rise or fall and all that stuff. Yep. So, um, so they fit right underneath the bridge. And that's why it has this curve in it. But th- this bridge was cool. Yep. And I have to tell you that all of our, um, all of our kids were, and including myself, looking at this bridge from our hotel room, we're like, we're not going on that. I ain't going on that. That's way too high. I'm not getting on it. And, um, and then we took the trolley door and had no choice. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, honestly, from, from the top of, of the bridge, um, the view was spectacular and no fear of heights is worth missing that view. Thanks, babe. I love that. I, I just I, I just I, I I'm sorry. I'm so jealous because that understand. is the one thing I wanted to do is to go across that bridge. I, oh. I understand. Why didn't you make it a priority? I don't know. Me neither. But so, anyway, I um. But so so they so the thing is though as I said I want to drive over that and you said whatever. There's no way we're well, doing and that. And here's the thing that I had no choice. I know. Had I looked ahead of time and seen that that well I think I did but somehow I I missed that we were doing that. Um, I probably wouldn't have went on that on that trolley tour, but um, because truly, I don't like to be up that high. I just I just don't like it, and um, I'm not a big fan of bridges at all. But it was phenomenal, yeah. and so while we were over there um, on the um, Coronado. I think they call it Coronado Island. Mm-hmm. I think is what they call it, although it's actually a peninsula. Um, we drove past the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, so the kids wanted to get off the, because you can get off the trolley. Um, it runs every 30 minutes at all of their different stops. And, um, so you can get off and walk around and then catch the next one or the one after that or whatever. So we did get off and the kids and I walked down to the beach and they put their feet in the um, Pacific Ocean, which is cold. Um, I was standing there taking pictures of them and this big tide comes in and it's coming back to where I'm standing and I'm like running backwards going, this this, th- this wasn't part of the plan. This was-. Megan's like laughing at me <laughs> because I was not getting my feet wet. That was not part of the plan. <laughs> I wanted the kids to do it, but uh, I know that the Pacific Ocean is cold. Not my kind of ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had fun. I mean, Matthew got wet all the way up to like mid thigh and McKenna was just splattered with water because they just, they just kept, they just kept going at it and 
they had such a blast. That's awesome. So we had um, we had such a good time. We did miss you. I mean, there mm-hmm. there was that, but but while we knew that we were going to be on our own, so we made the best of it. And you did, and and you had an awesome time. And while you missed me, you still really didn't miss me because you were having such a great time. Uh, well, so, we missed that you didn't get to experience exactly. that with us. But but, but, it, it, but it wasn't that it's like, oh, well, you know, we can't really fully enjoy ourselves right. without that here. You fully enjoyed yourself. Absolutely. Which is so cool because so so Monday evening, uh, while you were figuring out what you were going to do Tuesday, I went on that networking cruise, which is a harbor cruise. I got to go under the the, the, the bridge. Coronado yeah. Bridge. Not nearly as cool as going over it. <laughs> But anyway, so I had the networking cruise that night, and um, then the next morning I got up and uh, went to uh, the sessions. And of course, I spoke in the morning at my solo session, which which went really well. And then I had my um, uh, panel session that afternoon. Now, during were you guys back? Is that the day you guys went swimming as well? Right. Yes. So you guys came yeah. back and went swimming and stuff like that, and. I think I saw a picture or a tweet or something like that. You you sent a tweet from the pool, from sitting by oh, the pool. Oh, so I did. I tweeted that I was sitting by the pool covered up in towels because now I told the kids we had to do something in the, they, they wanted to swim all day. And I was like, I can't do that. Um, the wind is way too chilly. I'm pretty sure that the way the, um, where'd we stay? Uh, the Marriott. The Marriott Marquis. Uh, Mar- Marquis and Marina. Um, I'm pretty sure that the way that those towers are designed, it traps the wind inside there. Mm-hmm. And when it's coming in off the ocean in the bay, it's cold. Um, and and the wind was just so intense. Um, and I told them, we have to do something in the morning and we can swim when the sun is shining directly over the swimming pool. That's the only way mom's going to be able to handle it. And so that's what we did. And we got out there in the afternoon, um, probably around 3.30 or so. And um, But it was still chilly for me. And so I was covered up with the, um, I was covered up with the towels. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing Matthew's hoodie. Well, the funny thing is, is we were, <laughs> they were breaking for lunch or something uh, while, when I, that tweet came mm-hmm. through and I happened to be in the second floor lobby and overlooking where it overlooks the pool. And I like, I saw your tweet and I looked out and I was like, there they are. So I came down and got mm-hmm. to hang out with you guys while you were, sw- while they were swimming at the pool and yep. stuff. And I stayed there until it was time for me to go back to my next session or get prepared for my next session. So it was very cool. Even in the midst of all of that stuff, I still got to see you that day. Yep. And, uh, the, the, the conference part of everything was awesome. Like I said, it was great exposure, lots of networking. And, uh, it was, it was much better than I had even anticipated it was it was very good experience um then after the end of the day we got together as a family and we headed over to the meetup that we had uh set up so our great friend jared easy easily set up our meetup at pizza on fifth or po5 right uh so pizza on fifth great little hole in the wall restaurant um Mm -hmm. pizza place and they were super great they completely gave us the entire restaurant that evening and uh stephanie and i and pat flynn we all co-hosted a community meetup had about a hundred people there yeah and um it was just an amazing time with friends you got to meet some members of the gspn community i did and um which is cool because you don't often get to do that as much as i do um and megan i hired her for the evening to be my photographer right have you paid her yet uh, no, I, I need to. Okay. I need to. Yeah. Um, I, I love that people um, engaged me and, but, um, and that I did get to meet some people and have some conversations. I had some great conversations. Um, but what I loved about, um, what I loved about it was also that they knew that I was playing mom first. Like I had two kids in the back who didn't really want to be there who were so exhausted because this thing didn't start until seven Pacific time. So that was 10 o'clock our time. It's, it's past their bedtime. They're tired. They've been on the go all day. And um, McKenna actually fell asleep on a booth um, seat in the back. But, um, but I loved that I was able to say, you know, excuse me, I really need 
to go um, check on them or, or deal with this. And really, it was it was deal with this more than it was check on them. Um, it was when they had texted me, I need you or texted, you know, um, something. But I love that there was a respect for that mom role had to come first, even though I was there meeting people and having conversations. And right. Stuff, so, yeah. And, and the meetup was up, cool to me. The meetup was amazing. Had people from all over the world at our meetup. Yep. As far as Tasmania, uh, Jesse came from Germany, but she was actually in St. Louis, Missouri, and she flew all the way from, Sa- I think it was St. Louis, wasn't it? I don't remember. I, I, I think Megan so. Megan could tell you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was St. Louis, Missouri. She flew all the way from St. Louis to San Diego for nothing more than the three hour meetup. That was, that was pretty cool. But, yeah. um, so. I did end up leaving early with um, McKenna and Matthew. And what I love about the fact that they had to go, um, I really, I had to take them back because the thing wasn't over till 10, which was 1 a.m. We really did stay on Eastern time as much as we could as far as our sleep schedule. Um, Our food eating, on the other hand, was way screwed up and out of whack. But, um, but... So they really, they couldn't just take it anymore. And I left like 40 minutes before it ended. What I absolutely love about the fact that I had to leave is that the next part of your story wouldn't have happened if McKenna and Matthew and myself would have been with you. Right. And um, do you want to tell that or can I tell it the way Megan told me? You can tell it the way Megan told you. So um, so Megan stayed behind. She was hired as your photographer and um, and she wasn't ready to go. One thing that I love about our 13 year old is that having a conversation with her can be like having a conversation with an adult. And um, other than the fact she was mistaken for me several times Tuesday night, um, she had a fantastic time talking with people and meeting people. And, um, and she really loves that. Well, um, Jesse from Germany, um, was one of the last ones there and you and Megan were catching a cab back. Um, so you offered to take her also so that she didn't have to walk. Right. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of leftover pizza. Uh, there was about nine extra pizzas. Okay, Megan said five pizza boxes there was with five, more yeah. pizza than five pizzas. Yeah, so, some of them had more, like two pizzas in one in box. In one box, okay. Um, and like 40 breadsticks. We're from out of town. We're not, and we're staying in a hotel. We don't need five leftover pizzas. And, um, and so, or nine leftover pizzas. So you had been told about um, a local... Um, gathering of of homeless men um nearby and so megan said that you guys dropped the pizza off there and that you got out of the cab and there was one man awake and you approached him and and she said mom it's like they smelled the food and they just started waking up It, it was like the smell of the food was bringing them awake and it was one of the coolest things i've ever seen hmm and but I love that story of of that she now has to share about. I mean, here we are on this fantastic vacation to San Diego. I mean, really, that we are able to do that. But then to see her not just, you know, you didn't just tell the staff, oh, just throw it away, just pitch it, you know, do whatever. You, she saw you take that to a gathering of men who don't have a home, who don't have, you know, guaranteed food the next day. And to just say, you know what? Here, God bless you. You know, I don't know what you said in that moment. She doesn't know what you said because she stayed in the cab. But um, but she has the visual of you walking the pizza boxes over and giving them um, to these men. And it was just, I mean, she was so impressed by that. Yeah. I don't know if she, um, if she shared that with you or not, but... That really laid an impression on her heart. That's awesome. It really did. So I, I had Matthew McKenna and myself stayed, that story would not have happened. And I feel like, I, I quite honestly feel like we left so that it could happen. Right. Like we were led to leave. It was a divine thing. Yeah. I'll tell you the the cool thing is is it had the, it had, it obviously had an impact on Megan it had a massive impact on our cab driver. Really? Massive. He, he was blown away. Um, so, so what happened was 
you know, we were going to walk to this place and then walk to the hotel. Um, and, and then I saw Jesse walking and she's like, how she was so many far blocks away. And I'm right. like, there's no way I'm going to let her walk to right. her hotel. So, um, we walked by a taxi and I said, Hey, you know, Jesse, wh- why don't you, we're going to get this cab. I'm going to take care of it. Um, you know, we'll drop you off and then we'll have him take us to this place. So we dropped her off and I asked the cab driver, I, I, I told him when we got in, I said, listen, we're going to have you drop her off at this hotel. And we heard there's a homeless community over on, you know, a couple blocks over. So he drove us over to her hotel. We dropped her off. And and I said, he goes, now, where do you want to go? And I said, we're just looking for this homeless community that we were talking about our, that was told, they told us about on 5th. He goes, well, there's homeless everywhere. And I'm like, well, just take us to the closest place where mm-hmm. we can find homeless people. And, uh, and, and of course, he saw us put nine pizzas into the trunk. Right. You know, he helped us load it up into the trunk. Um, so anyway, um, he 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 says there's a homeless community that of pe- these men sleep underneath this bridge right up here. And I said, that's great. Can you pull up to that bridge and pull over and let me give these pizzas out? And he goes, these people are sleeping. I said, I, I have a feeling they'll wake up. And um, so he pulled over and popped the trunk and I got the pizzas out and I walked over to the one guy that was awake and he popped up and, and I, he, I, I told him, I said, hey, here's a pizza for everybody here tonight. And, um, he grabbed one and then everybody else got up and I handed out the pizzas and, um, just the cab driver, he was like really shocked that I would go that far out of my way to, to make sure that that pizza went to a good use. Cause we had, I'd had a conversation with him. I said, you know, we're from out of town. We had a, a meetup. We reserved the entire restaurant. We had pizza. We served pizza to everybody there, pizza and drinks to everybody there. And this was what was left over. And I wanted to make sure that it, you know, that it went to a good place. And, uh, and it it had he goes wow because he was he sat in the cab as I was is mm-hmm. like wow those people really he says you were right they did wake up yeah. and uh, he says wow that that he says that's a really great thing you did yeah. the, the, that that mean that means a lot to those guys and uh, you could it, I could just tell it had an impact on him as well so so um, but yeah super super awesome time you know that's. The one thing I I learned years ago when we were at um, First Church of Christ, um, I used to go down and help at mm-hmm. Fairhaven Rescue Mission. So, mm-hmm. I I do the one thing I do know about most homeless men is they're not something to be feared. Right. You know it it, it I it I mean I'm sure there are some places where it's not safe and and stuff like that. But most of the time, if it's just this homeless community, there's sometimes they're the most grateful, thankful people kindest people you'll ever meet Mm -hmm. and um but yeah so it was an experience it was it was a very very cool um experience for um for both of you yep and uh yeah all right so we've got the san diego zoo we got the trolley tour we got the meetup we got the pizza to the homeless so uh wednesday we stayed an entire extra day we did uh, in San Diego, that was by my design because I I didn't know how the fir- you know the days mm-hmm. of the conference would be. Although obviously, I think they went great. Um, I think it was the perfect mix of business and pleasure. Right. I, I don't think it could have went any more perfectly than it did. Um, but we did stay the extra day, and we were originally on the way to San Diego. We were talking about going to Legoland, and um, and oh, by the way, I forgot to mention. That before I went to the meetup in the San Diego uh, Natural History Museum, mm-hmm. I had dinner that evening with Rick Calvert yes, from New Media Expo. Right. And uh, Rick took me out to an authentic Mexican re- restaurant in San Diego. And he and I had a two-hour conversation uh, where we talked about some some ideas and thoughts about my next level conference that I'm I'm working, working on. on. Right. So, uh, but I, I, I forgot to mention that. That was awesome. So anyway, uh, he, but it was Rick's, I, I told Rick, he says, so what are you going to do on Wednesday? And I said, well, right now we're thinking about going to Legoland. I, I said, I, I know myself, I'm looking forward to it. I know Matt's looking forward to it. I'm not sure the other members of my family are and stuff like that. He goes, you ought to think about SeaWorld. And I said, well, that's been tossed out there too and stuff like that. And, you know, God, it, it, in my mind is like, SeaWorld? Seriously, I've never, I've always heard of SeaWorld. Um, and if I'm going to spend that much money, do I want to go to see more? I mean, gosh, we saw we saw enough creatures already, didn't we? 
And so I wasn't looking forward to SeaWorld, but what I was looking forward to is something that everyone in our family would enjoy. Right. Instead of just something that myself and Matthew would enjoy. Now, my... My feeling overall is that if we would have went to Legoland, we would have all enjoyed it, probably. But it, but the fact that it was, you know, only eighty percent certain that we would, I felt that there was a greater chance, especially after having talking talked to Rick, that we would all have a much more likelihood of enjoying SeaWorld. So we went to SeaWorld. We did, and with with a bummed out Matthew. Yeah, he was not very excited about he was going. Not happy that that we changed the plan. Um. But we did go to SeaWorld, and we all had a great time. Yep. Like, we really did. Um, I already mentioned, you know, McKenna loves creatures. So this was a whole different, you know, a whole different sea of creatures. <laughs> um, and the first thing that we went to see were the penguins. Um, this was very cool for me because she just finished a whole unit on penguins at school and so she's standing there and she's like, she knows, she's telling us what penguin is, which different type of penguin. Like she knows um, they're, um, I'm sorry, I have to go to the bathroom very bad and now I'm trying to like get comfortable <laughs> so that the pain goes away. Oh. Do you need to pause? No, because we don't have time. Um, right. I have to leave to get Megan in a few minutes, but um, actually I'll text her that we're still recording and that I might be a few minutes late. All right. Um, so I just, I love that. I love that um, she had such a good time. She does know the different types of, of, of penguins and was naming them out. But so in the exhibit, you walk in and you get on um, um, a people mover, a people mover, a, a moving wi- uh, sidewalk. And um, which I'd love that they do that. So people can't crowd, crowd the, um, the glass. And her face just the entire time we're moving that like because of all the penguins that were in there she was just a little bit in shock that that she got to see all of these penguins in one place and it was just i just loved it and it was like that with her all day long you know watching the the dolphin show and then um and i shared earlier in authentic a lot of authentic life radio and family from the heart will be my side of it will be the same this week but um so i already shared earlier she was um she was so excited all day to see the orcas i can't wait to see the orcas i can't wait to see the orcas so finally the last thing we do at the end of the day is we go to the shamu show and she got so mad because they called them killer whales (laughs) she's like it's an orca and um she couldn't quite grasp the fact that it's actually both but um, it, it was just, it was a great day. Yes. It really was a great day. It was. I, I actually found myself enjoying it a whole lot. And Matthew ended up enjoying it too. Um, it, 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 was, it was the right thing for our family to do. Now, SeaWorld was an enjoyable experience, but it's not one that I think I would want to relive. So I think we've been there once. We saw the we saw the dolphin show. We saw the whale show. Uh, we saw the penguins. We saw this. We did all of that. It's not something I think I'll ever go back to. But with that being said, I do want to say that as a family event and place to go, I think it is worthwhile going that one time. Does that make sense? Yes. So right. would you agree with that? I would. Yeah. I, I don't know that I would. I mean, if we did it again, it would surely be, be it was only be because the kids would be asking to do it again. Um, I don't think I would I have a desire to do it again. And I don't think the um, kids would ask to do it again. No, I don't. I really don't. But it was, um, it but was we enjoyed a really it. great time. Yeah, we did enjoy it. We really did. And um, this was the best, this was the best spring break of my life. It really was. Um your dad picked McKenna and I up from the airport because we got home first and, um, and he was asking us how our trip was and I let McKenna sit up front with him. And so she is telling him, you know, all of the things that she did. And, and I said, you know, Jack, it was the best vacation we've ever been on. You know, our kids have been on some fantastic trips that were all sponsored by Grange 
And um, we took some phenomenal family vacations when you were in insurance, just to have the opportunity to take our kids to Washington, D.C., and that they'd been to Disney multiple times before they were 10, and um, some really, truly great trips. But this trip was phenomenal because we paid for it ourselves. Yeah, it was. But you know, and we budgeted for it, and we stayed within our budget. And we still did things and saw things and had a great time. Yeah. Like, go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, I, I was thinking that, but don't forget, we also have gone on one other trip that was completely on our own. Our cruise. Our cruise with Dan Miller. I know, Miller. but this was better than our cruise. It was better than our cruise, but it was better than, on, than our cruise because of the, the, the mixture of business and pleasure. Right. Um, it, it, it was, and and the cruise was so much more rushed because of schoolwork and right. stuff like that. There was a couple other things. The cruise would have been great. The cruise would be among the greatest if we were right. to do the cruise differently, knowing what we know now. Right, but so, um, but, but this, this was, was the first time that um, well, and also with the cruise, we didn't really go in with with um, our our extracurriculars, the things that weren't right. um provided for by the cruise were not on our cash budget um we went with a set cash budget that okay our trips to the zoo and sea world and all that this all has to fall within this amount of money yeah and we did it and we did it well and it's just i don't know it's just something there that makes it the best one so far and the fact that it was my wife's best spring break of her entire lifetime my entire life 21 21 spring breaks that was a huge success. It was good. Until next time, my friends, we encourage you to live your life on purpose. And hit your microphone. And hit the microphone. Podcast. Add some magic.